0: And welcome on into Hick at Night. Ryan Hickey here with you on this Saturday morning. A happy Saturday. A happy weekend. And thank you. Thank you for making us a part of it. Whether it's on SiriusXM channel 158, one of our hundreds of affiliates across this great, beautiful country we do call the US of A. Or on the Odyssey app, which is free to download. Allows you to listen to... Us anywhere, at any time, for free. So make sure you download today. If you are listening, we thank you and welcome you to Hick and Night with Ryan Hickey right here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, we'll circle back to college football here in a little bit, but I do want to hit on some NFL points because we have a massive game, one of the biggest games of the season so far on Sunday Night Football, Cowboys and 49ers. It's a big one. It's one that could go a long way in determining possible home field advantage in the playoffs. Possible who gets the number one overall seed in the NFC. A lot of implications for this early week number five game. Here is though one thing it's not. This game on Sunday between the 49ers and the Cowboys is not, not a statement opportunity for Dak Prescott. This is not a game where I think we can truly change our opinion of Dak and his performance based on what he does on Sunday in Santa Clara. Now look, we can come back on Monday morning and be impressed if Dak plays well and leads the Cowboys to a win. We can absolutely and should and will give him his praise if he goes out, plays well and leads Dallas to on a big drive late, and the 49ers, uh, you know, defense, which has been great so far, can't get Dak off the field, and the Cowboys, again, win a a thriller in Santa Clara. Dak, absolutely, if he plays well, deserves his flowers and will get uh, his flowers for that performance and that performance only. But what I don't think we can change, what I won't change my opinion of, at least of Dak, is how I view him. And how I view the Cowboys come playoff time. This to me is not a statement opportunity and or a statement game for Dak Prescott or the Cowboys. Because it's not going to change, nor should it. My opinion of how I view this team when it comes to January. When it comes to competing for a Super Bowl. And here is why. Dallas has never been a team where we've questioned in the regular season. Dallas has always been a really good regular season team. Their stumbles, their struggles have always been in the postseason. Can they get over the hump? Can their talent, which is always, especially to Jerry's credit, the last five, six, seven years, the Cowboys always have one of the most talented rosters in the league. The question always is, can they add all that talent up And have it equal being a legitimate postseason threat. Playing up to their level that they can in the regular season, in the postseason again, and actually winning games that matter. Winning big games. And the answer so far has been no. Has been no, they cannot do that in the playoffs. And that is why for me, a regular season week five game is not changing how I view this Cowboys team in terms of being legitimate contenders in the NFC. And not viewing my thought on Dak Prescott of him being the guy to truly get Dallas over the top. My opinion of Dallas and Dak is only going to change once we get to the playoffs and we see Dak and co come through in a big game in the postseason. Your opinion, if you doubt them, should not be changed based on a regular season game because the regular season has never been a problem for Dallas. We're talking about a team that's won back-to-back or had back-to-back seasons of 12 wins. But the question has never been, oh, can they actually figure it out? Are they a good regular season team? The question has always been what? Can they get over the hump in the the postseason? Can they parlay that regular season success and have it equal playoff success? The answer has been no. The answer has been no. Last two years especially, we've seen Dallas' season end at the hands of the 49ers. Once at home, once on the road. Both times, what were the problems? Offense. Offense, play calling, game management. It's never been the defense. I don't really have a lot of questions about Dallas's defense. They, to me, are legit. I don't have any questions about Micah Parsons come playoff time. Can he show up and make a big play? He has and will. The question has always been, Game on the line, can Dak Prescott engineer a big drive for Dallas to actually come through? And the answer's been no. He's been a really good regular season quarterback. He's a top 10 guy. When you go through the quarterback rankings, Dak Prescott now at the lower end, but still, he is a top 10 quarterback. So he's good. There's not a question of, oh, can he come through? Can he play well? Can he elevate his team We have seen him him do that plenty of times in the regular season. That is why this game, to me, is not a statement game for Dak, nor is it a statement game for the Cowboys. Because we have seen them come through in the regular season. We have seen them beat good teams in the regular season. We saw them last year go into Minnesota and not just beat, destroy, bludgeon, obliterate. A Vikings team that at the end of the year won 13 games. Again, we could talk about their legitimacy and playoff time, but the Vikings were one of the best regular season teams we had in the NFL last year. And again, 13 wins is 13 wins. Dallas went in there, and was it 40 to 3? Pummeled them, bullied them. We've seen the Cowboys beat the Eagles. We've seen the Cowboys, again, beat good teams in the regular season. And what does that do? Has folks believing. Has you on Monday morning saying, you know what? This is the year. We've gotten burned before, but damn it, this is the year the Cowboys are actually going to do something with that talent. And I promise you, Monday morning, it's going to be talked about yet again. It's the same cycle, the cycle of insanity over and over and over again. Each year, different points in the season, the Cowboys suck you in. They have you believing. And I'm talking as someone who has in the past been sucked in has been a believer in the Cowboys before of, you know what? This regular season win is different. This Cowboys team compared to past years is different. This is going to be the year Dallas actually matches their regular season success and the talent on their roster with postseason success. Beats a good team on the road. Makes an NFC title game for the first time since 1995. And so far... Every time I believed, I've gotten burned. So guess what? Just like George Bush says, you can't get fooled again. I ain't get fooled again. I'm not getting suckered in if Dallas goes into San Francisco on on Sunday night and wins. I am not going to be a believer. and I'm not changing my opinion on Dak or the Cowboys because, again, we've never doubted Dallas in the regular season. We've never doubted Dak in the regular season. The question's been the postseason. And that's why I'm not going to have my opinion shaped of their postseason viability based on something we've seen them do and have success with uh, success with in the past, and that is winning big games in the regular season. So I'd love to hear your thoughts here at 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Is this a statement game for Dak? If you are a Dak doubter, if you're a skeptic, If he plays well on Sunday against the 49ers, are you in? Does that change your opinion of how you view Dak and the Cowboys in terms of being legitimate Super Bowl contenders? Are you then buying Dallas as a team that could go toe-to-toe with the 49ers, could go toe-to-toe with the Eagles, and actually win a big game in the playoffs? I am not until I see it actually come to fruition in the postseason. I'm not getting suckered in. I'm not getting fooled again. Now, someone who you could tell this means a lot to is Dak Prescott. Again, especially because last year, that Dallas defense played their asses off. In Santa Clara, tie game in the fourth quarter, low scoring. We saw Brock Purdy make a few more throws than Dak Prescott. And we saw the 49ers for the second year in a row beat the Cowboys and knock them out of the playoffs. And this week, Dak Prescott did not shy away from the importance of this game. I want to play this, what he said earlier this week. He was, after practice, talking to the Cowboys media, and, again, was emphasizing how this game, flat out, means more.
1: Yeah, this game's got a, a lot of good that can come from it. It means more than just one game. Um, You've got to treat it as one game, and at the end of the day, it will just be one game. But uh, understanding these guys are undefeated, as you said, in the conference, Um Knocked us out of the playoffs in the last two years. Um, there's a lot that we can gain from this win um, that makes it definitely more than just one game.
0: See, Dak is trying to build it up as just, hey, look, if we win this game, you got to believe in us, right? This means more than just a regular, normal, regular season game. And I'm sitting here telling you it's not. It's not more than just one game. It's not anything more than just your normal, regular season game. Because, again, Dallas has proven they are an elite and legitimate regular season team. They are not an elite postseason team, and that's where it matters. And that's where, again, Dak, to me, can't prove a lot this Sunday because we've seen him play really well in the regular season. He reminds me and basically is a carbon copy of Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, just like Dak Prescott, is a top 10 quarterback. Kirk puts up a lot of big numbers. Kirk has played well in big games in the regular season. The knock on Kirk has always been what? Postseason success, or mainly lack thereof. He had a good moment a few years ago against the Saints, winning one playoff game, making two big throws to win that game. Just like Dak has had a little bit of playoff success. He played easily his best game of his postseason career last year against the the Buccaneers. Again, an 8-9 Buccaneers team. You know, again, not exactly the most formidable postseason opponent. But outside of one or two bright spots, it's been a lot of disappointment and a lot of, hey, look, they play really well in the regular season. Now is the time to believe in them. And then come playoff time, a big fat <laughs> flop. Fall flat in their face. That is why, to me, I look at this game. It does not mean more than just one game. It does not change my thoughts and opinion of Dak. Because him playing well during a stretch of time in which we know he could play well in doesn't translate to the po- uh, to the postseason. Until he actually goes into San Francisco in January. Not October, January. Until he goes into Philly, or even hosts Philly. Doesn't matter, home or away, doesn't, doesn't matter. Until you, in January, play your best and maybe even outplay a team that's better than you and lead that team to victory... I will never take the Cowboys seriously come playoff time, and I will never buy into Dak Prescott as a Super Bowl-caliber quarterback. So this game, to me, it's a big one. Sunday Night Football, 49ers-Cowboys. Standings will have a big implication. NFC seeding this game will have a big implication. But what it won't do is change my opinion of Dak and the Cowboys come playoff time. This, to me, is not a statement game for Dak. Because that comes in the postseason and the postseason only. 855 212 4227. 855 212 4227. You could tweet me at Ryan underscore Hickey and then number three. Is Sunday a statement opportunity for Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys? We go to Oregon. Sam is there. What's up, Sam? Hello, Sam.
2: Hey. Hey, hey. Fred actually. Fred? Yes, Fred. Oh,
0: Fred, I'm sorry about that, Fred. No, I, I'm choking. Good, I'm choking. I'm like dak right now in the playoffs.
2: I'm choking. You know My what? Bad. I hate I'm a Rams fan, but it really bums me out. I think the San Francisco 49ers are going to clean up this year. I really do. I don't I don't see any flaws and I I have no beef with Dallas. I'm not an America's team guy I like Dallas claims to be. right, But the 49ers, I don't see any holes in their their game. And if you would help me out with that, I'd appreciate it.
0: Well, let me ask you this really, really fast here, Fred. So I'm with you in the terms of, I think the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl this year. I'm in on San Francisco. Let me ask you this question. I agree with you. If Dallas goes into Santa Clara and wins on Sunday, does that change your opinion at all about the 49ers, uh, about the Cowboys, excuse me. And does that maybe give you pause of, you know what? Maybe the 49ers actually have a real test now in the NFC. It might. Might. But okay.
2: I don't, I don't, I don't, I like Dak. I like Dak Prescott. I just don't think he can throw the game winning, the game running, you know, you know what I'm saying? I right. just don't Come think up he can. Come off
0: country in a big moment. That's, your, Fred, you're 100% right, and I appreciate the call, buddy. And that's kind of like my big thing is, with Dak, he's a good quarterback. I like Dak. I think he's very likable. I want to see him succeed. But what I won't do is believe he'll succeed until, you know, he actually does it. But there's there's two things you can do here, right? You can either believe before you see it, or you need to see it in order to believe. There are plenty of examples where I can believe in something before I see it. I believe that there's, you know, hey, there's potential there. They showed signs where, you know what, the right opportunity comes. This team can win or this player can break through and a big year is coming. There's also plenty of situations where I've gotten burned plenty of times and say, you know what, at this point, I can't believe in this team until they actually show it. Dallas and Dak is an absolute example of that, where I've gotten burned before. We've we've all seen and heard the hype machine that is the Dallas Cowboys This is the year, you know, breaking through Jerry Jones every single year is talking about the Super Bowl. But all that talk to me, at least, and that lack of production has just meant at this point. I cannot take the Cowboys seriously until we actually see them win a big game and win a big playoff game. It'd be, again, a very nice win, and Dak deserves a lot of credit and a lot of praise on Monday if we are talking about a Dallas Cowboys victory. And in the moment, we can give him credit. What I won't do, what I won't do is, I should say, is carry that credit and praise over throughout the rest of the regular season and, and into playoff time. There's a line. What you do in the regular season does not always translate over to the postseason for some players. Dak and the Cowboys are in that category. That's why, for me, in order to be a believer, in order to take them seriously. I got to see them perform at the highest level in the biggest moment, that's the playoffs. That's why, for me, Sunday is not a statement game for the Cowboys and absolutely not a statement game for Dak Prescott. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. You can tweet me as well, Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. Is Sunday a statement opportunity for Dak Prescott? If you are a Dak doubter, Will your opinion of Dak change if he plays well against the 49ers? 855-212-4227. Again, at Ryan underscore Hickey and then number three. We'll get your thoughts on that. And also, too, speaking of statements, I don't think the Cowboys and Dak can make one on Sunday. There is another team, though, I think can make a statement. That statement being they can win the division on Sunday. That's right. I think one division... Could already be won and locked up by the time Sunday is over. I'll tell you which division that is and why when we do return. It is Hick at Night with you right here on CBS Sports Radio.
2: It's Hick at Night with Ryan Hickey.
0: Ryan Hickey here with you. Ryan Botcher producing the show. So it's a Ryan squared affair here on CBS Sports Radio. One thing that's really bothered me, Ryan, has to do with social media. I thought with Elon Musk taking over Twitter that he was going to make the platform better and in large part make the platform better by eliminating a lot of bots and getting rid of a lot of spam accounts. Maybe this is just anecdotal, but I feel like there's more spam accounts now than ever before.
3: There, there are accounts that are speaking different languages now. Like On like popular pages, you go into like the replies. There are tons of people who are speaking, I don't know what language it is. But it's everywhere. And I hate it. I block everyone. They still come back. I thought he was supposed to get rid of this. He can barely run any company. So I mean,
0: you're not wrong. Maybe that should be expected. But like I thought that was like one of like the principles he was founded like, or like standing on, at least to lead his new era of Twitter, before he changed the name, changed the logo and everything else. Was like, hey, we're gonna like, you know, eliminate all these bots and make Twitter, you know, more like real, if you will. And it's like especially like the last month. I feel like now my mentions are all like just likes from random like spam porn bots of like people replying. Like, for example, I got a tweet from Scott Thatcher 10 minutes ago. Immediately, he tweeted within like 10 seconds two favorites from Stella, whose bio says, seeking a champion to conquer the world with, find love in my bio link, followed by Allison. Whose bio says, hoping to find someone who will make my heart bloom. Click link in bio. And, like, this happens, like, every day now. It's like you get a tweet and it's automatically, boom, like, liked by these spam bots immediately. And they just keep, like, multiplying.
3: And then you get the ones that are like, oh, here's some free Bitcoin. Click the link here.
0: You know what? It's funny. Dazzle tips. Tweet (laughs) to the show tweet. No payment needed. Just join for free. And uh, I had to do, I think it was... Picks looks like picks, of course. Join the you know, click the bio or click the link in the bio to join. It's unbelievable. And again, that like there is a lot wrong with Twitter now, um, since Elon Musk has taken over. Um, but this is one where again, I, I sure, sh- I mean, shame on me for believing them, I guess, that things are going to change for the positive. But this is one that I've noticed, especially I feel like an uptick in recent weeks. Where it's gotten worse and it's going the other way, where now they're multiplying and populating and spamming and all over your feed versus just content you wanna see. So if you wanna, if you're a spam bot, I guess, and a porn bot, you wanna tweet me at Ryan underscore Hickey number three, I guess have your way because Elon's doing nothing to uh, to stop it. If you are a normal person, wanna talk about Dak Prescott, wanna talk about the Dallas Cowboys taking on the 49ers, I'm here to chat. I'd love to hear your thoughts at 855 or on right now the spam website that is Twitter at, at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. I don't think Sunday is a statement game for Dak or the Cowboys. I do, though, think a statement can be made by another team in the NFL, and that's the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Ravens can win the AFC North if they beat the Steelers on Sunday. Look at the quick math here. Right now, the Ravens in the division are 2-0. You go into Pittsburgh and win, you are talking about a 3-0 team so far halfway through your divisional record or halfway through your divisional schedule. And by the way, all three games that they've played already, on the road. If you are undefeated in your divisional road games through the first five weeks of the season, Coupled with the fact that Joe Burrow looks like that calf is really bothering him. Plus, that defense for Cincinnati has been very bad so far. Very disappointing in how they have played. Deshaun Watson is, is up and down and now injured. Steelers stink. I think they've been overrated since the start, and now you're starting to see that. The Ravens legitimately, after week five, if they win and beat Pittsburgh, go to 3-0 and in the division with three division home games remaining. To me, they've locked up the division. They've locked it up. It's theirs. They can absolutely win the AFC North as soon as Sunday. That is a statement I think Baltimore can make. I don't, though, think the Cowboys can make a statement because, for me, their statement comes postseason time. They'll get their credit for beating the 49ers on Sunday. But in terms of having me be a legitimate believer, In terms of me right now looking at Dallas and say come January, hey, they're a legitimate contender. They absolutely are a threat to the 49ers or the Eagles. Until I actually see them play well in the postseason, I can't say that. We've seen them play well in the regular season. We have not seen them play well in the postseason recently. That's why for me, I don't think Sunday's a statement game. I don't, my opinion, I'm telling you, won't change about Dak Prescott based on how he plays in week number five. I got to see it from him in the postseason in January for me to become right now and convert from a doubter to a believer. But how about you at 855-212-4227? Is Sunday in your mind a statement game? If you you are a Dak doubter, if he plays well on Sunday, will that change your opinion of how you view right now the Cowboys quarterback? Scott is calling from Dallas. Hello, Scott. Hey, how you doing? Good, man. What's on your mind? So, I'm Scott Thatcher from Twitter. Oh, uh, there you go. So you're the one getting all the favorites on the porn bots. Don't click on the links.
1: Definitely not. But like, yeah, I saw the pizza and I'm like, what the heck? But I am actually not a Dak supporter. I don't believe it. Dak is going to keep always keep the Cowboys in mediocre, mediocrity. He's good enough to keep them relevant, but not good enough to put them over the hump. He's not great against winning teams. He beats up on crappy teams, and the NFC East is always up and down of crappy teams. Right. Until he can beat the Eagles and all these other teams. I mean, Sam Howell puts up a better fight against the Eagles than he has over the past few years. So I I just don't think that
0: the states. So you're game, with me, Scott, if... in the sense that Dak's got to prove in the postseason for you to be a, a you know convert from a doubter to a believer. You're not going to look at Week Five, even if he does play really well, and say, you know what. Now he's, this is the year he's finally figured it out.
1: It's October. October games don't really mean much. I agree. I get, it. I get it that they mean the same as the December game, but in October game you still have teams figuring out who they are. They're figuring out their footing. They're figuring stuff out. Now, for the 49ers versus the Cowboys, is there any position group on the Cowboys that you would take over the 49ers? Is From there quarterback, any... offensive quarterback, offensive line, D-line, secondary, backs? Because I, I don't see one. I would take Brock over Dak. He's showed me that he can win in the playoffs. He showed he could beat Dak in the Cowboys. And I think they would have had a legitimate shot of beating the Eagles if he didn't tear his
0: elbow up in the, what, second drive. I would probably, Scott, take the Dallas secondary even without Trayvon Diggs just because, again, I think for me the the success for the 49ers is their front seven especially in creating a lot of havoc and they don't put a lot of resources into their secondary. But that's, I would say, a marginal um, pick. Otherwise, I'm with you in the sense that every other position, offensive line, quarterback, running back, receiver, D-line, linebacker, I think San Francisco head coach has the advantage without a doubt.
1: I, I, I agree, yeah the And I get that with the Cowboys, with you having to pay Dak, it takes resources away from other positions. And with the 49ers only having to pay Purdy 900 grand a year, they're able to spend money in other areas. But the Niners also had virtually this same team last year and the year before when they're paying Jimmy 25 million a year.
0: Right. And the thing that Purdy does, and I appreciate the, Scott, uh, the call, Scott, is. He just makes the throws he got to make. He's not special. Like, from a pure talent perspective, Dak is way more talented. But I'm with you when you said you'd rather have Brock Purdy right now just because of the way Brock Purdy runs the offense. He's efficient. He makes big throws when he has to. Dak has more talent. But right now, with the way the 49ers are built, you don't have to be a more talented quarterback to have success. You just got to follow the system. Brock Purdy doesn't get flustered. Doesn't allow the big moment to overtake him. And he just comes through and is cool as the other side of the pillow. Uh, other side of the pillow. And he made bigger throws last year. He has more help, I will agree with Aaron, in the sense that, again, there's a better supporting cast. But last year in that playoff game, when Dallas defense was giving it to him, he stepped up, made a few big throws, and one or two throws is a difference. Dak had turnovers, Purdy didn't. You saw the 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 difference right there. Let's stay in Dallas. Travis is there. What's up, Travis?
2: Hey, how are you doing?
0: Good, man. Hopefully you're doing well, too.
2: I'm doing great. Um, so yes. I just want to come in and say, so for me, I don't think it matters uh, week five. I, I don't think it matters. And with, and the thing about is it, it's inconsistent. And I think that if this was the Eagles game this week, if they're playing the Eagles team right now, we lose. I think if, uh, you know, obviously San Francisco is rolling right now. I mean, I think Christian McCaffrey comes in and – runs all over us. I really do. I, I think that that Dallas is too inconsistent. And, and the, the crazy thing is is we've given Dak too long, you know, to to all this Dak can prove it and this and that. He's had forever to prove it. I mean, Zeke's off the team now and on a practically minimum deal in, in the Patriots but as a backup. And I just think that Dak has had his time. And if, this, if he doesn't do something this year and prove that, hey, we can at least go to the, the NFC championship game, I don't even think that's good enough. And I didn't think that his time is up if he doesn't prove it this year. And the Cowboys, got to make a change. And, you know.
0: Now so, that for you, term- Travis, for Dak to be back next year, you're saying bare minimum Super Bowl appearance. I, I think it's NFC Championship at least
2: for okay. a bust. I mean, there's there's no way. I mean, he's... No, he's I would agree with that. I, would,
0: I wouldn't go Super Bowl. I would definitely go NFC title game because that, you would assume, right, would mean you right. beat one of the Eagles of the 49ers, which I think for this no. year would be impressive. Right. I would definitely say I'm with you. NFC title game a bust for, for Dak to be legitimately back and this team to commit to him long term. I'm with you there.
2: Right. And that's what I'm saying. I, I just don't think, I just don't think that the Cowboys even have it. I, I just truly don't. I, I think this week we're going to see that San Francisco is going to roll over the Cowboys. And I'm, I'm looking at a score of something like 28 to 10. And I don't even think it's a game. And I, and I truly believe that because Cooks hasn't even been involved. They signed him. They've been trying to get him for so long. He hasn't even, he hasn't even been involved. I mean, we haven't even seen this guy make a play, you know? And so, I just don't think with all the weapons that San Francisco has on both sides of the ball, I just don't even think it's a game. I really don't.
0: Uh, Travis, I hate to agree with you. I'm with you, actually. I think the 49ers win this game. Now we'll get to it. Hickey's Pickies here uh, in 20 minutes. Hickey's Pickies, 20 minutes from now. So if you want to do get involved here, 855-212-4227. We will take the first caller at 855-212-4227 to get in with Hickey's Pickies top of the hour from now That is a game we'll be picking. Obviously, we picked the five best games of the weekend. That is the best game of the weekend in the NFL. So to give away my pick early here and kind of tip my hand, I think the 49ers win, win comfortably. I think they just have too much. And again, they have too many playmakers and offensive defense that come through in the big moments that I just don't see. I'm with you, Travis. How Dallas makes this interesting, we'll say, in the fourth quarter. All right. When we do return here, take a Night with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. When we return, we'll continue to take your thoughts on this game, but also to three at three time. Three thoughts from yours truly, mostly non-sports related, but I couldn't help myself this week. Brian Kelly tried his hand at stand-up comedy. It went as you could imagine. We'll play you the joke he had for the LSU media. when we do return. It's Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio.
2: This is Hick Knight. Night. Here's your host, Ryan Hickey. The man who is obsessed with the number
0: three. He is a magic number. Uh, Trey Trace, Ryan Hickey. He likes that's his self-giving nickname. T-R-E-S is in T-R-E-S. three in Spanish. Gives you three thoughts,
2: three opinions. Three observations at 3 a.m.
0: That's a magic number. Let's go inside the brain of Ryan Hickey. At Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three on Twitter. And see what's going on in there. It's time for Three at Three. As a reminder, this portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at WesleyFinancialGroup.com WesleyFinancialGroup.com It's been a rough year so far for LSU. Came in a top five team in the preseason. I thought that they were a legitimate national championship contender. Before the year, I said there were six teams I thought could win a national title this season. LSU was on that shortlist. And so far, week one, they played their way out of it. And then last week against Ole Miss, their defense said, hey, in case there's any thought of maybe a second half resurgence. No, 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 no. Don't believe in us. We have no chance, no prayer this year of being one of the best teams in the country. And they just absolutely flopped in a game against Ole Miss. Also did not play well against Arkansas whatsoever. So it's been a rough year for LSU. Rough year for their fans. And a rough year. Oof for Brian Kelly. Really a rough tenure so far at LSU. been a lot of low points. This, though, may be the one. Earlier on Friday, he uh, ended his press conference with uh, a little bit of a joke. Let's hear how it's ended.
1: All right, we'll see you in Columbia. Bring your Columbia jackets. It was a joke. Oh,
0: come on. I'm laughing not because it's funny. I'm laughing at how bad that is. We're going to Columbia, Missouri. Media, make sure you bring your Columbia jackets. Ryan, I got to ask. There's no way he practiced that joke on anyone before, right? Like, that had to be a spur of the moment sort of like, oh, let me just throw that out there to loosen the mood. There's no way he said that to someone before. Because if so, I think the person, whether it's his wife or it's another coach, they would have, you would have think, shut that down.
3: That is worse than a dad joke. Like, dad jokes are at least a little bit funny. That was just bad the context is off it's not the right weather it's just it's all terrible
0: <laughs> 70 degrees around the entire country bring your uh, bring your columbia jackets i'll be honest i i don't know why i do this but i do do from here and there especially when i'm in the shower when i just kind of let my mind wander i'll pretend like i'm a stand-up comedian and like like i try to like at least tell myself some jokes as if i'm on stage and usually, they're like the Jerry Seinfeld type of jokes, like observational humor. Like, you know, what's the deal with airline food? Like, we're up in the air. How do you cook it? Am I right? Just like stupid observational humor. That's not funny. That's not funny whatsoever. And I'm like, man, these jokes suck. That's like Brian Kelly in his head had to have said before, like, we're going to Columbia. Bring your Columbia jackets. You have to think, man, this joke sucks. I can't actually bring this out, like, in the open. And he (laughs) he brought it out in the open. Now, let me ask you this, Ryan. What do you think is worse? That joke or his uh, southern accent he tried to pass off when he was first hired by LSU? And in case anyone's forgotten, we do a little back-to-back here. So, let's play the accent first. So, in case you forget, Brian Kelly hired LSU last year an LSU basketball game tried to pass off that basically he's been a southern boy for life
3: it's a great night
0: to be a tiger i'm here with my family and we are so excited to be in the great state of louisiana okay so that's the southern accent he tried to pass off was called out immediately did not go out and let's one more time hear the uh the you're right not even the dad joke he tried to give to the media today
1: all right we'll see you in columbia bring your columbia jackets It was a joke.
0: What is worse, do you think? Is it the joke or is it the accent?
3: The joke. It's 100% worse. If I I can deal with the fake accent because it's at least funny because, you know, he's definitely not from the South. The joke, the fact you have to say it's a joke, ruins it. And nobody in the entire press room reacted at all. So it's more embarrassing when someone's staring at you, questioning why you said that.
0: I'm with you, actually. Like, he got raked over the coals and made fun of way more for the accent. Not that the accent was passable. It was okay. At least it was an okay rendition. The joke, I mean, you have no chance. Like you said, immediately for him to say, it's a joke. Boy, like, that's when you know, like, it did not land. It's been rough with him and the LSU media already. He's gotten into some scuffles uh, with the Tiger Faithful. But Boy, oh boy, like, that's one. I send him a girlfriend a lot. Like, she tried. She thinks she's funny, but she's really not. Um, And so I'll always say to her, like, if she doesn't laugh at my joke, because I also don't think she gets humor, so I'll make good jokes that I think are funny that she does not find appealing. And I'll always say that's a good joke, bad audience. For Brian Kelly, it's just a bad joke with a good audience. That is, that's what that is. And, boy, that should have been left on the cutting room floor. Someone should have gotten his ear. Someone should have gotten his life and say, let's maybe leave that one, uh, leave that one elsewhere. Oh, boy. That's, especially now if you lose... To Mizzou If Brian Kelly had bigger problems than just uh, what kind of jokes he has that are uh, that are funny or not um, okay that is thought number one thought number two I want to give a shout out here shout out to the Chicago fire in case you missed it this week so the Chicago fire played inter Miami inter Miami right is where Messi is playing and because Messi's been such a draw Chicago thought you know what let's put this game at Soldier Field let's sell it out and they did They sold out the, I think it's like 61,000-seat stadium to have the fans welcome and watch Messi come to town. Now, the bummer was Messi didn't play. He's hurt, nursing an injury. It's not load management. It's actually a real injury. But I loved it. I want to give the Chicago Fire here a lot of credit because they, I think, did the right thing by the fans, which was they gave every single fan that bought a ticket either – they him one of two options. Either they gave him a $250 voucher for season tickets, or if they just wanted to get single games, you know, single game tickets going forward, a $50 voucher. That is the right thing to do. You had your fans, I get it, you wanna and you think, oh, they're coming to see our team. They're coming to see Messi. They do the right thing by, you know what? Messi's not playing. Either way, though, we'll do right by you and give you some sort of insurance. For coming out and make sure you still come to the game by giving you some sort of ticket voucher. That's, to me, again, good customer service. We've seen, we accuse and see so many teams of being greedy and, again, you know, disrespecting at times the fans. This is one where I think an organization does right by the fans, puts them first, and then again, gives them a break in the sense that, hey, Messi's there or not. Here is still a massive discount if you're either season tickets going forward here, or if you just want to come to another game later in the year, here's a big-time voucher for you. I think that's absolutely the right thing to do. We don't see it done in the NBA when, you know, stars come to town and there's a load manager there. Good job by the Chicago Fire for um, for helping their fans out. Finally, I got it. I don't know if this is a me problem or an everyone problem. Have you ever run into someone, Ryan, like when you're walking one way, they're walking the other and kind of like have that awkward like interaction where it's like you're both kind of like trying to get out of the way? You
3: got to spin. Half, like a half spin. Oh. Yeah, like one of the people like, you turn your body.
0: I was just going to ask. I don't know if it's me. I think I'm always stuck where it's like literally 15 seconds. Like you can't get out of the way. You never. go half spin. Yeah, half spin. Inch- I've never. You know what? I may have to do that. Today, I this poor woman. I literally like, it was like a corner. like It was like white on rice. She tried to go left. I went left. She's got to go right. I went right. It wasn't even on purpose. I'm trying to get out of her way. And for literally five seconds, we're doing like the shuffle back and forth. Half spin. You know what? I'm taking that. Sounds like a good idea. Works for you every time?
3: Uh, 75% of the time.
0: Okay. When we return, pickies, pickies. First caller, 855-212-4227.